is Quit, a podcast about change, the challenges of improving your career, making tough decisions, starting something awesome, and keeping your corporate stooge job to the curb. My name is Dan Benjamin. I'm your host here with Hattie Cook coming to you live and direct from Austin, Texas, the headquarters of 5x5, the headquarters of Quit. And the headquarters of the world. Of the world. Here it's a Friday. Welcome back to uh, to the show, Hattie. It's great to have you here. Oh, thank you. It's episode 103. I've been using the heck out of Trello. Oh, good. To plan everything now. I just want to add this because this show is about helping people. It's about productivity. It's about sharing and caring. And uh, I'm going to put this in the show notes for people who haven't used it or who haven't maybe heard me talking about Trello. It's one of my favorite apps i guess it's an app because it, it exists on your phone as an app but it's also a website and I, I actually use it way 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 more on the website is it an in infrastructure go to trello.com and again i'll put that into the show notes and it that's the thing i've invited you to hattie where we do our uh, oh i know what it the is the brainstorming and the lists and and it's, i like that it's all about lists really yep <clears throat> excuse me and what i really like about it is it's a very free form. You can you can create basically you create a what they call a board and then on the board you have these stacks of cards. And the stacks of cards are they can be used as tasks. They can be you can have little you can invite other members into an individual card and have little conversations and comments with them in it. You can drag these cards from different stacks or lists to different lists. So one of the ways that I do it is when we're planning out different topics for some of the shows that I do with other people, uh, we, we might have a long list of topic ideas and then we might have next to it, episode one, episode two, episode three. And so you could just grab those topics and organize them and put them into the different episodes. And then uh, when that episode is done, you archive that little, that little stack and if you didn't get to a topic, you drag it back out on topic ideas or you drag it into another episode. That's one way to use it. We also use it when we're building fireside.fm so that me and the, the other folks I collaborate with to build it, we've got lots and lots of them. Uh, we've got one called uh, documentation for the documentation I need to write. We've got an inbox for just general purpose stuff. We've got one that's called done. We can drag things in when they're done. Simple new features, bugs in progress. And what's really cool about this is you can tie that into Slack. So that when someone creates something or adds a comment or archives something, whatever happens, it can report it into a special Slack channel. So you know, oh, cool, they just added the task or they completed the thing. It's really cool. And it's a free service to use. And I couldn't recommend it more. High. And you can even have different teams. I forgot to mention teams. You can create team boards so that you can, uh, anytime you create a new board, it can exist with inside that team and everyone gets access to it automatically. You can have private boards only you get to see. You can also invite people uh, one at a time to it, and they don't, they don't have to be part of your organization. It's not like a base camp where you have to create individual accounts and give people access. You can just type in someone's email address. Boom, it'll invite them right to that board, and then they can contribute. Very cool. And uh, Hattie and I had the pleasure to sit down with, uh, was he their COO? Uh, I think we so. We had the Shake Shack. Yeah. That, that was, was last fun. year. That was a while ago. When he was in town, he was very, very professionally wore a suit, if I remember right. Am I imagining embellishing? Yeah, he had he like a, a backpack. Suit. Yeah, but he wore a suit. Didn't he wear a suit? I don't remember him in a suit. I remember him in a Trello shirt. He was very New York to me, <laughs> that guy. So anyway, highly recommended, free service. 
Are they a sponsor, Hattie? Not at the moment. Well, shame but, on that. Uh, well, shame on me more. more shame like on them. It. Shame on you. Shame all the way down. So before we started the show, Hattie, I was playing a song for you. Song is called uh, "Born on the Bayou." And I did not. And you said recognize you sort it. of. I was sort <laughs> of. I was sort of singing it to myself as we were getting our mic set up and our headphones on, ready to record. And you were sort of, you're sort of ribbing me, kind of laughing at me. Silly Dan always singing a little song. Singing a bayou song. Singing a bayou song. He wasn't born on the bayou. But the reason that it came to mind, and this is actually a little bit of a topic, is that my uh, my Bayou Classic 0 to 30 PSI adjustable regulator hose uh, attachment uh, was uh, was just delivered to my house. Oh, You remember that thing were, that I got? Okay, that's, that's the thing that's going to let me maintain a lower temperature on my smoker because I figured that here at now I'm in central Texas. I'm, I'm an, officially, I'm a Texan. I declare myself from this moment on a Texan and, uh, you know, five minutes is too far to drive to get awesome barbecue. I had to be able to get, do it right in my house. So I got a smoker and I built it and I did uh, the first smoke in it were these amazing, um, you know what? I'm going to use that for the show art, Hattie. I'm going to do some custom show art uh, with those ribs that I did. Oh, well, I think you need to. You could do a meat podcast. Are there oh, meat podcasts? That's the show. It, uh, we are a meat podcast. <laughs> I'm a meat popsicle. <laughs> Can you say that's is a family show? Can't say that. No, it's from. Um, How dare you? No, it's from. It's a family show. <laughs> Fifth Element. <laughs> sure it is, Hattie. It is. <laughs> so. Uh, I was smoking, smoking the meats at home, but the problem is I couldn't get the smoker to, to, uh, to be at like 220 or, or 200 even. It wants to go right up to, to 250 or 240 rather, which is all right, but you want to be able to get it lower. So there's this little thing you get to put on the thing and then and what anyway. Thinking about the bayou, I could live, I feel like I could live on a bayou. Where is the bayou? Is that Louisiana? Uh, it's uh, we we pronounce it Nolans. Nolans, yeah. But I feel like out in in Louisiana, you know, the home and birthplace of uh, Cajun cooking. Who was that guy that used to do? Used to be on TV? Oh, uh, remember he had the uh, old guy with the Emma glasses. Legacy. No, oh, oh God. <laughs> Not Emerald. I mean, I I'm sure he's, fine. he's, no, this is an old timer guy. He was a Cajun uh, TV show guy. And he used to, he, he, yeah, here he is right here. Justin Wilson. I don't know who that All is. All right, hold on. Uh, ready to run away from them cages. I'll tell you right now, because Cajun will eat most anything. And they love that is the best accent ever. That's for true. I'll tell you that right now. Anyway, he would go and he would cook the most amazing stuff. And he's for people who are are, uh, are only listening to the show, not watching us live. Uh, oh wait, we don't stream it live. Um, he's wearing a blue shirt and red suspenders and a red. What kind of tie is that, Hattie? Can you since you're a, you're you grew up around here? What is oh, that? Uh, what do you call that tie? Uh, it's not a bolo tie. No, it's not a bolo tie. It's um. Man, it's kind of, I would call it kind of like the Colonel Sanders tie. Yes, yes. It's kind of like, it's a little bow, but it's not a bow tie, really, but it's got the two long, 
Oh, man, I don't know. I need to look that up. Hold on. It is, yeah, I mean, it looks like a bow tie, but then it has two tails hanging down. I'm Googling. And uh, anyway, that's not so important, but he, he did this great show, and he was like, that's when, when I think of the bayou and gumbo... Oh, That's I love I think a gumbo. Of. You ever had gumbo? Oh, I have made gumbo. I've had gumbo. Look at him, look at him cooking. Look at him cooking. There he go. He would start with the most simple, and there's a. Like there's, him. I'm leading up to something. He would start with the most simple, straightforward ingredients and foods, and of course, I never got to taste what he was making, but the way that it looked, oh, amazing! Simple, honest, straightforward ingredients. It, I, I think it's called a Kentucky Colonel tie. Is it really? I think so. Hold on. Kentucky Colonel tie. But that can't be like the name of it. I, 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 that's what this one's listed. Oh, yeah, right. oh my gosh, it is. it is. That's what it's called. Okay. Well, you know okay. what? You learn something. You learn okay. something new every day. I, I feel like I could wear this tie. I hope it doesn't symbolize anything. No, it can't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it can't. I'm going to read about it. You can get a polyester one of these things. Anyway, yeah, you we'll can talk still buy about them that later. At Tie Mart. <laughs> <laughs> well, my point here is, and I've been thinking a lot about this as I've been learning to, uh, to smoke meat and things like that. Anything that you get interested in, like when I when I went and said, "Oh, well, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna go get a smoker." What do I need to do? Well, I, I got to go get a smoker. I'm gonna need to because uh, I, I grill pretty well. So, how different from grilling could it be? Oh, I got to go get a smoker, and you got to get some wood chips, and then uh, your your propane tank. You're ready to, to to smoke, but it's not. And everything comes, and then, so then I start reading about this smoker that I got, which was very very well reviewed, and I start seeing all these people who are like modding it out. They're all modding it out. And you're like, why doesn't it just work? I don't want to, you know what? I don't want to mod. Like if I wanted to mod something. Like you didn't just buy an Android phone. Thank you. Like you want to just turn it on and have it smoke meat. I don't have to mod out my coffee maker. I don't have to mod out (laughs) my tea kettle. I have to mod my car. I mean, yeah, people used to mod their cars years ago and there's plenty of people who still do, but like you don't, you don't think that you're going to have to mod your car. Right, right. To just to just use it the way I like, I couldn't I you know I couldn't drive my uh, my wife around in the car because I had to mod it first. What'd you have to do? I had to you know I, I couldn't I could like I guess I modded my car to put car seats in the back for my kids, but not really. Well, you have to really mod these smokers. Everything apparently, they, every one of them has some kind of a fatal flaw. Like the smoker that I got, they're like every review. Uh, in the in the, like smoking meats forum and things like that. Every review that you see in there, this is the best smoker. It's my favorite smoker. I've had it for years, but it has two terrible flaws that are easily modded. And everyone agrees on the flaws. On the flaws. Too. And this is, the, yes, that's a great point, Hattie. Everyone does agree on what the two flaws, and, and in this case, it's not that important, but the two flaws are things that are critical, you would think. To, <laughs> you think somebody would fix them right. by now. So one of them, without going into too much detail, because I think it's a little boring for not for not doing a meat smoking show. One of them is the, the way this pan works, and the pan allows the flames to, to come up and set the wood chips on fire, and it's also very difficult to load with new wood chips when the other ones burn up. And that's uh, so that's that's one flaw. And the second flaw people complain about is that the smoker is not completely sealed and you can have some uh, some smoke seepage 
at on the door of the thing. I don't like that word. Yeah. And both of these things are pretty easily fixed by, you know, by Masterbuilt. It's a Masterbuilt Pro. Hattie, could you put the, could you find the Masterbuilt yes. Pro uh, or one fuel. like it on, I know I, what He's I got a was a Home Depot exclusive. exclusive. Yes. <laughs> but if you can find one like it on Amazon, we'll get the affiliate money and we'll, we'll take that three or four dollars right to the bank. <clears throat> and uh, anyway. It's uh, it's a wonderful smoker, except for these two incredibly fatal flaws that you have. So what what do they say you do? Well, you have to listen listen to the solution. And again, I'm going somewhere with this. The solution to fix the pan is you take their pan and you throw it away, and you instead of using their crappy like thin aluminum pan, you get a like the grate that's used on top of a gas stove which is $8 on Amazon, and you put that over the little ring that's built into the bottom where the burner pokes up inside of the uh, smoker box. You put it on top of that, and then you get an 8-inch cast iron pan, and you set that on top of the grate as if you're cooking just on like a gas stovetop, basically. But once you have that in, now you've got the best pan ever. And it actually really, really works. It works much better. I'm looking at the pan right now. Look at it. It's so horrible. <laughs> That's a piece of crap. <laughs> it, I don't know who. Somebody was like, quick, we need a pan. And they were just like, "Let's here, this one's done. And then they just, that was it. There's so that much wrong with it. as much thought just, they put into it. It's pan. so stupid. So anyway, for you know, $25 more above and beyond the cost of the thing, you get a really, really amazing smoker. And yes, you can seal up the door. They sell this stuff called Lava Lock which you put around the edge of the door and you close it and then it's a perfect seal. And the, and the, the, the stuff that you put on there that seals it in can go up to like 800 degrees Fahrenheit. So it's, it's totally, you know what this episode is already reminded, right. Reminding me of Starsky and Hutch. Uh, uh, no. Uh, do you remember that episode of back to work a long time ago where you and Merlin talked about meats for for like two hours? I listened to that before I started working for you as like, as like, I felt like I had to, <laughs> and like now I feel like you you owe me that <laughs> that <laughs> <Yeah>. time. <laughs> no, you're probably right. Uh, well, anyway, this is the thing, and this is the thing that surprises me. Compare and contrast this to the uh, my other obsession besides smoking meat, which is which is watches and vintage watches, and on the uh, on on these forums, there are these forums. And on the forums and also tied in with Instagram, which is where all the watch nerds go to post their photos of watches, they all talk about these things, these things they like. And one of the, this, I don't know, I don't even know why I'm talking about this, but I'll get, to, I'll, I'll, I'll go, <laughs> I'll fast there. forward to the, to the point. And that is on these forums and on Instagram, there are these hashtags and conversations that are used. And so there is a watch called the Omega Speedmaster that's very popular with people because it has three subdials and it looks really cool. And they would say, it's Speedy Tuesday. And they'd put hashtag Speedy Tuesday. And they would take a picture of their Omega Speedmaster. Like it's just the coolest thing ever because I've got a Speedmaster. Like no one else can have a Speedmaster except the other 30,000 people who posted their photo today. And uh, I don't have one, by the way, but they uh, they got into this thing called Speedy Tuesday, hashtag Speedy Tuesday. And guess who had been paying attention for years to all of this stuff going on in the forums and on Instagram? Omega. And guess what they did? 
they released a special edition watch called the Speedy Tuesday just for these people. I think that's so cute. And they reached out to some of the most popular Instagrammers in this and like help, had them like help promote and like it. like pull and, their user, their yeah. friends and everything. And uh, and they created a really, really cool, like they, they, in other words. Community created. They paid attention. Yeah. And they responded by creating something special just for the community. And it's a great watch on its own, but like you're only going to, and then they, when they released it, they posted it on the forums and posted it on Instagram and made a limited number of them and they sold out instantly. And like, it was really cool. Like it was a really cool thing. Here's a company that actually cared and listened. Okay, great. Now, if you look at what like Seiko is doing, Seiko whose watches aren't typically in the th- many thousands of dollars, like the Speedmaster, but they're in the several hundred dollars. They don't pay any attention to anybody. They completely ignore the existence of the forums. They're often a completely different world making watches they think are cool and they sell well. Their Astron line is pretty interesting. It's not my style, but the point is they have an amazing opportunity to do something similar and release or re-release some of these really cool vintage model Seiko watches, but they don't. They're not in the forums. They're not looking at Instagram. They're not doing anything. And it's a, it's a, how do you show title? It's a title, very old fashioned way. Show title, how do one way relationship? Oh, I like that. They see Twitter, Instagram, things like that as a one way. And I think there's a lot of people who do this too. There are a lot of celebrities who will, they're not on Twitter to tweet and communicate with people. It's more like, <clears throat> I'm going to go shout to all my peeps. Like I'm going to tell somebody something. I'm going to make a joke. I'm going to say something funny. I'm going to post a picture. And they're not doing it to actually interact with or respond to other people. They're not on Facebook to uh, to talk to people. They're not tweeting to hear other people's thoughts. They're simply shouting out to their people. They're only concerned about their opinion. Right. Here's what I think, or this is dumb, or I like this, and then out. Here's a picture, out. It's it's a one-way thing. They're not reading their comments. They're not talking to other people. They're not commenting on other posts. They're not replying to tweets. It's just sort of like, I said this thing, and now I'm out. And, you know, I, I feel like you can't, if you're going to have a presence online, if you're going to go to the trouble to actually have one of these accounts, don't just announce, my new album is out. Go buy it. Like, talk to people. And, uh, because that's how you win win over people and keep them as longtime fans or users or whatever it is that you do. The interaction is what counts. So why why hasn't Master Built fixed this terrible pan? Why hasn't Seiko released one of these you know reissue watches or or special watches the way Omega did? And you would think Omega wouldn't do it as much as Seiko. Omega, you you think is some you know many hundreds of years old brand. From Switzerland, why would Omega do it? And Seiko, you figure they're like they're like Japanese, like Japan's wired into the electronic revolution and, and internet more than anybody. You would think, but they don't care. We'll make another Astron. Here's one with a black bracelet on it. New one for 2017. Black bracelet, Astron, solar. It's got solar power. I don't know. Re-release one of your amazing 1970s automatics. How would you like to, you know, they could do that. And the thing is, Sega could do that if they wanted. Well, that's my question that uh, I always ask you about cars. Like, 
why don't they re-release those cars that are such classics that are, you know, people would pay to to drive a much safer version of a super classic car with all the updated things on the inside. Like, I just don't understand it. I just feel like they're missing out on a huge market and they could crank the price up and they could, you know, take take personal orders, you know, for the car. I don't I just don't understand. I don't understand. I totally agree with you. I, um, I, I, I'm, I'm baffled by this as well. It's not like they don't have the machinery to make it all happen. I think it was a 19, uh, 1979 Trans Am. The, the car that was used, I think it was in Cannonball Run. That I car, liked that movie. I would, I would drive that car in a heartbeat if it was safe. If I felt like I could, wouldn't just get, you know, the whole car... The old ones are just, they're not safe. You can't drive that around. I'm not going to put my kids in that. Anyway, why? I, I think it's mandatory that companies and people make it a two-way street, a two-way road. Communicating with other people, it, it has to be a two-way street. Otherwise, you come off looking like you don't care. Why be on there if you're not going to communicate? What are you using your millions of followers for? Nothing. Also, why do they follow you if that's all you're going to give them? I don't know. It feels like, you know, Twitter and things like that are supposed to make people more accessible. Maybe they just don't want it. Had our first sponsor today, and maybe our only one? Our, 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 premier, our, marquee, our sponsor. marquee sponsor today. Who is it? Is Squarespace. Really? Oh, Yes. What can you tell us about oh, Squarespace? I can tell you a lot of things about Squarespace. <laughs> Did you have the ready? I have, <laughs> I have made a, a Squarespace. Uh, I made one for my sister. Do you use it like birthday. a noun like that? I made a Squarespace. I'm, I squarespaced. Is that, is that what you do? <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it is. I'm pulling it up still. <laughs> well, Squarespace is great. You want to make your next move with Squarespace. This is something you've got to think about. When it comes time to make a website, when it comes time to make any kind of website, if you want to do a gallery of your work. If you're a, a musician and you want to post your album, you're a blogger, you want to write a blog, do articles, publish a magazine, sh- create stuff and ship it. They have e-commerce built in. I mean, all of this stuff is, is just built in to Squarespace to Squarespace. And their templates are beautiful. Award-winning templates. Oh, Addy. I think right, it's safe right. to say award-winning. Is that uh, trademarked? No, they, that's theirs. <laughs> but they've been a longtime sponsor of us. They believe in what we do. And I, I, to be honest, I believe in what they do. I think that they're creating a great service. For so many years, people would hire me. And all they would want me to do would be to build them a website. I basically got my degree in, in building Squarespace. someone a website. <laughs> and Squarespace just makes it all so much easier. They have a wonderful service. They've got 24-7 support. Any kind of problem that you have, you just give them a call, and uh, well, you don't give them a call; it's all electronic. That you email them. Yep, it's it's and their and their support is also award winning. They've won a lot of awards for lots of different things. They're always coming up with <laughs> new templates, new looks, and the way you customize it, it's not through HTML or CSS. You don't have to know any of that stuff. The only thing that you need to to know how to do is to slide some sliders and click some uh, some check boxes, and that's how you can you can compl- you can take two people could start with the same template. And you'll wind up with a completely different, gorgeous, amazing website. Oh, totally. 
and and you don't have to just be a business. You can be a musician, a designer, an right. artist, a restaurant, whatever. It, they have they have everything for you. I've told this story before, but it it's true. I was in a coffee shop not that long ago, and I was hearing two people talk oh, overhearing them while I was waiting in line. They were talking. The one woman was starting up a business, and uh, she's like, "Oh, and then the next thing we got to do." is we got to get our website. And then, oh, that's going to be so expensive and it's going to take so long. And oh, and uh, the other one's like, oh my God, I know we spent, you know, forever getting ours done and it da, da, da. And I'm like, really? And like lamenting. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't, I just didn't want. You're like, how do they not know? Yeah, I, I mean, like, I probably should have been like, you need to try, I didn't want to butt in. But think about all the people out there. It's not just you. Who's who's uh, who's uh, you know? Let's say you've already made a Squarespace site, and you're like, "Well, I'm not a new customer." Well, think about the people out there who you might know who are starting a business, Do starting a project, nice about to get married. Yeah, line. you did. You did this. Yep. You did it for your uh, for, for my your, sister for your ba- little baby sister. My, yep. She needed a little uh, a little website, and actually, I think one of the templates that I used was was geared more toward a restaurant, but I made it a, a personal site for her, and it worked great. So for like for her her resume. Uh, yep, her resume and just like a little about about her and things like that. That's sweet. Yep. But uh, so when you decide to sign up for Squarespace, yes. or if you tell someone about Squarespace, make sure that you or they use the offer code QUIT to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for the show. So That's thank awesome. you, Squarespace. Thank you, Squarespace. Make your next move. Boom. That's it. End of the show. Bye. <laughs> Right? And that's it. Well, yep. What else do you want to say? I think we're all done here. We're done. We talked about meat, yep. you know, so, and music and bow ties, so mm-hmm. we were done. What was that thing called? A Colonel, Colonel Sanders tie? A Kentucky a- Colonel tie. Mm. And I don't I feel real- like there's something. I, I just don't something like Something bad way- about that. I know, I know, but I don't, I don't know. <sighs> and also, I really, really dislike the way Colonel is spelled. I'm just going to put that out there. Well, no one likes that. I uh, I wanted to uh, engage with the listeners because this is a two-way street. And we've received some good email. We won't have time for all of them, of course, but we have some really good ones. Uh, and I wanted to, to thank you for taking the time, everyone who's written in. And I wanted to encourage you that if you listen to this show and you have a question or you have a thought or you have a comment that we will get to, it, we will read it. And uh, we might even put it on the show. And if you want to do that, go to 5by5.tv slash contact. Click on quit and it'll send us uh, the email, we'll get to read it, and we'll get to potentially do it on the show. So one thing I would like to see is uh, we are uh, getting new signs. We we don't have a choice. They are making new signs for our office. We get two signs, two different, because we have two rooms. We have a recording room and right. a, a, a sort of a studio room, and then we have a a uh, an office. They're attached, but they're, we get two separate door plates. And uh, Kevin has asked me what we want what, the we signs want, yep. to read. And they can say anything we want. Hattie wanted uh, one to say master professional. And the uh, and I said, well, then the other one should be called, what was it? Cricket? Oh, t- uh, didn't you say tiny, tiny cricket, cricket or something? Yeah. But so, I, don't, I don't think we should get those up. So I would like to hear what you guys think we should get. And, two ro- yeah. One's the office and one is the like the recording room. So they could be called anything. They could say five by five. They could say anything you want. I want to hear what your ideas are. Get creative. And- I feel like we should name... The office part because it's like a longer room. We should name it the long box. I know. Oh my I gosh! I just thought of that. That's a, f- a frequency <laughs> throwback. Yeah. 
All right. I like that one, but I want to hear their suggestions. So <laughs> yeah, tweet, tweet Hattie your suggestion. She's at Hattie Bird, H-A-D-D-I-E Bird on or, Twitter. Tweet her your suggestions. Or as the uh, person at the restaurant said the other day, is that H-A-B-B-I-E. Yeah. Yep. All right. So My- let's jump into this feedback, Habby. <laughs> okay. I'm ready. <laughs> this one is from uh, Robert uh, on his iPhone. And he says, listening to episode 87 on the 24th of February, 2017, one year later. I'm happy you've started doing Quit Again and especially happy you're doing Podcast Method 2. Thanks. That's it. He's out. Now, why did I start with this email? (laughs) Because I appreciate you, Robert. I appreciate everybody who takes the time to write in. And although I don't always have time to write back, I really appreciate it. And little things like this, uh, I think, Hattie, make it all worthwhile to hear. I totally agree. Just a quick thank you that we we helped somebody. People always have time to complain about something, but people never take the time to just send a quick thank you. And just even saying little things like that, it really, it means a lot. So thank you, Robert. All right. So this one, I'm going to try not to hurt this person's feelings because I would mispronounce <laughs> their name. They, their name, and they say I can use the name, their name on the show if I like. And okay. I do, I do like, I do like a lot. Chukwa, Chukwu, Chukwu A, C H U K W U A, period. A is separate. A is the last name. Sure. Okay. Chukwu. Uh, that sounds right. Chukwu. Chukwu. Did I get it? I, I don't know well, how the... to pronounce this person's right. name. <laughs> hey, Dan and Hattie. Thanks for the stellar show and returning after the big 100 episode mark. It sure was a surprise. I thought you guys had called it a day on quit. Just two questions that I was curious to hear your opinion about. What if you really want a specific role at a company, but they haven't posted a vacancy for it? How do you go about it? Do you send an open application? Note, I'm still a student, hence the ignorance. So let's actually, instead of reading the next question and uh, answer one at a time. And now he, here's the interesting thing. I'm, I'm confused. Uh, because he sa- he signs his name Edward. Oh, <laughs> but it says Chuck Wu. <laughs> look, I just want you to well, look, at, look, at my, look. look at my screen right here, Addy. Comes talking through my mic. Okay. Look at look at what's on, what does that say? Yeah, that's <laughs> Chuck Wu, and then on here it says Edward. Ah, uh, that's maybe that's a business name. I don't know. I don't know. All right. I don't know. That's yeah. That's confusing. Well, Edward, Ed, Edward. <laughs> aka Chuck Wu. Chuck Wu. Now I have to Google that. So Chuck Wu is a, Edward is a student, and uh, what what Edward is asking <laughs> is, you want to? And I don't think this is just limited to being a student either. I think this is a great question. I think this is a great question for anybody because a lot of the time. You know, you you hear that, oh, that company, let's just say you want to be a game designer at a, a company and you they're not hiring for that right now, but you know their game designers work there. Can you write them a letter and email and say, hey, I'd really like to be a game designer at your company. Is that is that a thing that I can do? I generally have found when I was in the position of being a hiring manager or when I was working in different groups that things like that that are sort of unsolicited I'd really like a job there. I don't think there's any harm in that at all. I really don't. And if it's a company that's big enough in size that has like an HR department or something like that, they will always, 
I think, or they should always say, you know what, we'll save this person's resume. They're interested, they're pre-interested, they're showing their uh, their moxie, if you will, and their interest and their desire to work here. And you know what, we don't, they're not asking for anything except if and when this job opens up, give me some, give them cons- some consideration. I think it's a great idea to do it. And the way that I would do it is I would get in touch with someone in their HR and you could do that by making a phone call. I know that uh, that's kind of an old person thing to do, but you can always call someone. You can also find out how to get in touch with their HR department and send them an email, attach your resume to it. And in the email, you would say, hi, my name is uh, Edward. I am a student, but I'm very interested in your company because, give them a couple of reasons why, and say, I, I have not seen any postings for uh, the following job that I'm interested in. However... I would be honored if you would consider keeping my resume on hand because this is the place that I would most like to work out of any place in the whole world. That might just get you a job interview. It might not. But if they're a good company and if they're the kind of company that you really do want to work for, they will set your resume aside and they will keep it on hand. And then if and when they find something, uh, they might just reach out and get in touch. But it's... You know, it, it's not like you're going to probably get yourself a, a a job that way if they don't if they aren't actively looking. Sometimes there are those grand coincidences, but it never hurts to put your name out there. It never hurts to get your your resume in front. And if you're saying, "Wait a minute, I, Dan, I just told you, I'm a student. I don't have anything to put on my resume." <laughs> yes, you do. You've got all of the jobs that you've ever had. I'm assuming you've had some. And you can find related work in those jobs. If if you have a good academic career and extracurricular activities, put it on there. Put your date of graduation on there. Put your GPA on there. They're not going to be evaluating a person just coming out of school against somebody with 20 years of, uh, of job experience. They don't expect you to have tons and tons of job experience. You're an entry-level person. So what do they have to look at? They have to look at your GPA. They have to look at your extracurricular activities. They have to look at your education. And they might just consider you. You might find uh, that you're on the top of the stack when it comes time to schedule interviews for that next opening. So that's what you got to do. And I think that works no matter what. If you, if you know of a cool place to work and you're already in the workforce and there's a cool place to work, contact someone at HR and say this is basically the same thing. Say, I, I, I haven't seen any job postings from you, but I, I love your company. I love the work you do. I love the products you make. I love the services you do. And I would love to work there. Here's what I do. And if, here, yeah. And here's why it'd be good here's for why, yeah. this, this department or whatever. And if and when you guys hire, please, please consider me for the opportunity. But don't worry. I'll, I'll, be, looking, I'll be looking at your postings every day until then. And, and uh, like what we said about uh, Twitter and everything, like stay in contact with them. Keep, keep your name in their mind. Interact with them on media, social media exactly. things. That's what I would do. And just remember, when they, uh, when they do get in touch, when they do get in touch with you, the answer to every question is always yes. Especially when you're a student, the answer is always yes. Oh, do you have any sales experience? Yes. What did you do? Well, I was a volunteer at the local elementary school and I rang up the kids when they were at the book fair when they were buying their books. Right. 
You know what? The an- the answer is basically always yes, unless they're like, have you ever handled radioactive material? No. <laughs> Sorry, I haven't right. done that. But if, if it's some kind of job, you there is something that you have done that will prepare you for whatever the job is that that you're doing. The answer has got to be yes. You don't, I'm not saying you lie. I'm saying you find something in your life experience that lets you answer yes. It's all about the way that you think about things. Before I do the next uh, email, Hattie, oh, before I do the second part, part B of Edward's email, I, I, want, to, I want to remind you to remind me to talk a little bit about the S3 outage later. Oh, I'll make a note. And how poorly they handled uh, talking about it. <laughs> Technically, Update. they handled fixing it really, really well. Because it is fixed now. <laughs> yeah, and they got it fixed pretty fast. But the way that they talked about it during and after, I could do a whole show on that. Very vague. (laughs) Next question. Also, do you know anything about getting work at nonprofits? Well, I would say. It seems like the stigma around that is sort of like, quote, they are so financially constrained that you probably won't be able to get a job there unless you want to effectively work for free, unquote. So that makes me scared to think that there are probably not many employment opportunities there. I'm passionate about doing work I actually care about, hence the nonprofit question. But I'm scared that given the financial constraints in that industry, there won't be many job opportunities there. Thanks again, guys. Edward from snowy Denmark. P.S. Dan's USPS stories are hilarious. Seriously. Thank you. Well, speaking of... Uh <laughs> postal mail from other places. Mm. Dan, I believe you have some some uh experience with a post place in Denmark, right? Was I it Denmark or I think it, it well the the language is Swedish. Okay, so Sweden. So I'm assuming that's Sweden, but, but I that's don't close. I mean Denmark close. And I don't want to offend anybody. But there's no difference between They have a bridge between Sweden from Denmark to Sweden. Denmark Switzerland or Norway, they're the same. There's no well, difference. The only thing they do have the same no difference kind of money. It's all called the kroner or the krona or whatever, and it's they they have the same money. They yeah. speak the same language. They eat the same food. Their architecture is the same. It's different money. It just it's is called the all same. the same. The name is the same. It's all the same. The money is different. And just like if you say, "Oh well, <laughs> you know what?" No, they're if, very different. If you go. From like uh, Austin to Dallas, it's like a different country there. Yes. In that way, yes, they're like different countries. Yeah. But th- let's be, let, you know, they're all friends over there. They're all friends. We'll be friends with them. I love I love all of those uh, countries. That's all one country. They're all connected. I wanna, like I said, I don't want to <laughs> offend anyone. <laughs> but you, uh, the, 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 the post, post-nord. Post-nord. The best words together I think I've ever heard. I want to say I admire... Post-Nord. <laughs> Post-Nord. I admire the country that invented the word Post-Nord. <laughs> that is their postal service. The post-Nord. Nordic Post. It's wonderful. Yeah, I like the words Post-Nord. Any language that would it appears to me that in, in order to come up with words in, in these languages, you just take part of one word. Part of the other. And part of the other word. And that's how they come up with a new word. I like that. I love that. Me that's too. I, English is the do, worst. I know we don't get to do really any of that. They have the and that's why again, I think living over there, that's why they're so everyone's. It's so cold, but they're still so happy because they got this great language. That isn't like, is it Sweden or 
Doesn't matter. They're like the happiest place on yeah, earth. Or something. All of them. Doesn't matter. <laughs> if you look at them, I'm going to pull up uh, maps.google.com. I'm going to type in Sweden. And let's just see. Look at this. See? See what I, I forgot? Finland. Yeah, it's Norway, Sweden, Norway, and Finland. There, that's Sweden, the three. Finland. They're, they're like all, little little chicken fingers up at the thing. top of the world. It's all one thing. <laughs> Denmark's right there. They got the bridge. And that's all. This is one thing. You see? See what my mouse is doing right now? I've been in all three. And then you can testify they're all the same thing. They're, yeah, I mean, you know. If you, could you walk from one to the other? No, they're big. They're they're. No, I mean, large. hypothetically, if you were Superman or something, could you walk? If you didn't need to stop, there's to take a breaks. lot of water. There's so many. But I'm fjords. looking at this. If you walk up Finland, take a left. You're in Sweden. Okay, yes. Keep going. But, you're in Norway. Keep yeah, going. If you're at and the then north, you can but get into Denmark. Just with looks like a bridge right there. Yep, I've been on that bridge. It's actually a beautiful bridge. <laughs> That's a thing. Yep. Why don't I'm looking? Hold on, look at this. Hold on, look at this. Look you would, at, you would enjoy it up there. No one's invited. It's, it's me. not cold in the way that you think it's going to be cold. Okay, look at this though, Hattie. Look, <laughs> what? look at how big this area here is, Finland. Then look over here at how big this area is, Sweden. Then look how big this area is here, Norway. Look how tiny the United Kingdom is. Yeah, I know. If you if you use why that don't cool these guys just invade? all in attack? Attack, attack, <laughs> attack. North Sea, you're nothing to me. I'm moving through you. I'm hitting United Kingdom with everything I've got. United <laughs> Kingdom is Dan's mousing gone. over uh, from, from Norway across the ocean and, and pounding into look at all the of UK. this. Look at how much, and, and right here between Denmark and Norway. And remember, they were Vikings. All of this is just a staging ground right. for their ships. And they were Vikings at one point, so they know how to invade. And if you look, it, it, I mean, it just there's so much land up there. There's people. Well, there's also a lot of water. Down an attack. It's like you can drive for like 30 minutes, maybe, and then you already have to get your car on another ferry, and you ride that for like 10 or 15 minutes, and you get off, and you drive I'm for sorry. another 30, and then you're on another ferry. It's constant. If I'm an <laughs> if 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 I'm an army, and you just said it's 10 minutes to get to the next place, like I'm, that's not a big deal. How long do you think it would take for their ships to just pummel? Right down in the UK. I'm, I have nothing against the UK. I'm just talking like in history. How did UK get so powerful when you've got, look at this landmass up here. Right. And like, look, that could overtake like France and Germany. Did anyone ever conquer like Norway or anything? No, like they're all, that's why they're so like, it's just, no one just could, Norwegians in there. I know. They're just content to chill, I think. Well, they had, they started the hipster beards before it was cool. Yeah. So. No, I think it was cool anyway. But look down here at the at Netherlands. See, they're, yeah, I like they're, the Nether- the they're Netherlands so are in trouble, though. I'll tell you why. Why? Unlike uh, Finland, Norway, <laughs> they've, got, they've got Germany looming over on one side, Belgium on the other side. Uh, there's nowhere for them to go. No. They're pinned down, no. if you've ever been pinned down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what are they going to do? Run, try to cross Belgium and get into Paris? No. They're stuck. Denmark and has Switzerland's a good, has a good got it even worse. Look at Switzerland jammed in there between Germany and France. And Italy. And so, Italy. yeah, there's there's no escape there. For a second, I was feeling bad for the Netherlands. Now it's Switzerland is. Mm. <laughs> and all the good stuff comes from Switzerland. My favorite, Some of my favorite watches are from Switzerland. Isn't that why they stayed neutral? They had no choice. Right. <laughs> See? They That's better why. be neutral. You're right. 
What do we need school for? We can figure this out just by looking at this, this map. This is just Dan and Hattie geography time. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. This I'm thinking about this all because of that dumb show that you've got me watching now. Oh, yeah. Which one's that one? That uh, Outlander. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Hattie talk, told me all about this Outlander show, and now I'm watching that, and uh, I, I don't know. You know, I'm into it. That's all. Not, I'm <laughs> Reluctantly. Prou- I'm not proud of it. <laughs> all right. So let's, uh, let's address his question, Edward's question. Now that we know he's from Denmark and that it could be invaded. <laughs> it's ripe for the invasion. I don't think that there's any problem and, and certainly not a stigma. I think people who do nonprofit work in general, people who believe in that, people who are passionate the way that you are. I mean, to me, that just is admirable and honorable. And also that's exactly who they want working there. Yeah. Um, doing work you care about doing it in a way that is beneficial to people and not driven by financial gain. But yeah, I mean, you're right. You're not going to make as much money doing that kind of work. You're going to be doing it because it gives you a different kind of reward. You're going to be doing it because right, it makes you feel It's a little bit of a, um, of a trade-off. Um, yeah. My sister works at, uh, yeah, at a museum right. and she, and that's all nonprofit. And, you know, she, she loves what she does and she deals with the, <laughs> the not as great pay as she would like, but she, she enjoys it and she, you know, every day is something different and fun and she gets to do really, really cool things and travel to really cool places to see, see great art and, and hear great artists talk and everything. And that's her, that is her form of payment. <laughs> right. I mean, it's very, it's very different, I think, from what a lot of people uh, generally think about when it comes to what am I going to do in this world? Most people are not thinking I'm going to go and essentially, you know, pick a career where I'm not making money or I'm not making a lot of money. And you won't. I mean, Edward, you will not make as much money if you're doing nonprofit work. It doesn't mean that you have to work for free. They do pay. Right. Yes, they do pay. And it is a livable a livable amount, you know, based on what you do. And there are many charities that, that are making a lot of money and right. that can afford to pay their people uh, maybe not as well as you would in the private sector, but still could pay well. So it's not. And you know what? You might find that this is something that you want to do when you're starting out in your career. You might want to spend the first few years working in this right. where when money's not as important, you know, where you have that passion and the interest and the time and the energy. And you know what? You can live in a one bedroom studio apartment and like, that's not a big deal. You're not trying to raise a family. You're not trying to support uh, or be one of the supporters for a family. That's the right time to do it. All right, let's do the next email. Thanks for the email. Make sure I can read this person's name on the air. They don't say <laughs> JP. We'll call this person JP. I'm a relatively new listener. Hi, Dan and Hattie. Hi. <laughs> I'm a relatively new listener to quit. Shame on you. So I apologize if you've covered this before. I recently decided after months of unsuccessful job applications, that it is time for me to go into business for myself. Ah. I am a graphic designer and I'm starting a design business. I have my elevator pitch down and a website that I'm proud of but I'm having trouble figuring out how to get my business out in front of people. So tough. Do you have any advice on marketing a new business? I think my big issue 
is that I'm basically looking at that blank first page of an essay. And once I get some ideas, I'll be able to more easily develop a marketing strategy. Thank you guys so much for all the great ideas that I have already taken from listening to quit. And I hope you have some insight into this realm. JP. Well, uh, well, JP, I like the analogy of the blank page. It's like, you know that you're going to write the paper, but it's just that first little jump into writing it that that's difficult. And, right. and I think that translates into starting a business. I agree. I mean, how do you, what, you know, with your background in design, you, you know, you know, so many people who are doing design. I would say how do they, how does someone break into this business? How do they differentiate themselves from everyone else in this? Well, or do they need to? Do they just go and I would just say go to all the meetups, all the dribble meetups, you know, share your work, inter- interact on dribbles, uh, interact with other designers, make friends because the more people that you know, especially great people, they will help you find people that need your work or right. they will recommend somebody to you and, and things like that. I, that's, that's what I would say. I would say, let your community help you and, and just make a really good site, maybe on Squarespace. And, <laughs> uh, well, he's, he's somebody who I think needs to get out there. He's somebody I think who needs to get out in front of those people and being, you know, he doesn't say where he lives. But being a part of a community, if there's, like Hattie said, if there's a local community that you can go and join, join it. If there isn't one, yeah, go to Dribble, Go to all of the, the online communities that are out there talking about design and start participating in their conversations. If you can afford to go to a... Uh, a conference or yeah, something you can make idea. you can make really good friends there that that will last you know and i think that the community especially the design community i know this is the case in most software development communities like uh, ruby on rails especially is the one that that i'm more aware of is that if you go into one of these communities and say hi i'm new i've started my own thing uh i'm looking for freelance work i'm looking for a project there are a lot of people who are going to say, you know what, here's someone who's got some talent. They've got a good website. They've got a good uh, portfolio, Portfolio, right? And uh, and you know what? Since they're hungry for work, they're probably going to be a little bit cheaper than somebody who's also good but been doing it for five, ten years. So they're going to they, – are they taking advantage of you? No, not at all because you really want the work and you're willing to prove yourself. So they're going to give you this opportunity to say, all right, newbie, show us what you can do. And this is going to be your chance to come out there and prove what you can do. And you know what? You're not going to do any work for free, but you may be able to underbid some other people. You may be able to come in cheaper. If it's, uh, you know, if they're used to paying a hundred bucks an hour, charge 75, you know what I'm saying? And get out there and, and, and do that kind of work. It's tough. Yeah, marketing is yourself is tough. But if you're out there saying, I made a website, why aren't I getting phone calls? Yeah, you're going about it all wrong. If you're out there saying, hey, friends, um, I saw that that uh, you guys were having this problem with your CSS design because I was reading this post that you did on Stack Exchange or whatever the, the CSS equivalent of that is. Uh, you know what? I figured it out for you. Here's here's the uh, here's the code you want to do. Right. Interact. Interact with that and start start sharing your knowledge. Give something away and you will get something back. 
I think that's the best way to get started. Uh, I think we have time for one more. Yeah. Does this person allow me to use their... If you if you send an email and you don't want me to use... Put like right at the top. Right at the top. Say, you can use my name. You can't use my name. I'll just call you, this person Jay. Okay. I, I don't know. Just in case. Dan. This one is not addressed to Hattie. Hattie, please do not Again, respond to off. this one. <laughs> Dan. All right. This is the guy who got in touch with me uh, over... Inst- he was in- messaging me on Instagram first. And I said, e- email me because in- Instagram is not the right place to submit quick content. <laughs> This is a long email, but I'm going to read it all because I think it's important. Here's my current situation, which is a bit complex, and I hope you might be able to weigh in on my options. Oh, I'll weigh in. Oh, I won't. (laughs) So, yeah, it's not addressed to you. Do not weigh in. So I'm in a different situation than most that I've heard brought up on the show. I'm a government employee. Do you think he's FBI? Or CIA? And I've been in my position now for 14 years, and I'm six years away from being able to collect a pension and move on with my life. Does not sound like he loves his job, does he? No. <laughs> the problem being that six years seems like forever when you're stuck in a spot that you have zero passion or interest in anymore. I guess I'm trying to make sense of things and make a really informed decision about my future. I have a wife and two children, and although my wife works, I'm the one with the higher income and the health benefits which being a government employee plan are excellent and very affordable. Ultimately, what I want to do is work for myself currently on the side. I'm a furniture designer maker, which is my true passion. I plan to do this full time at whatever juncture I'm able to. If I could leave my position today and have to work 20 hours more a week to do it, I would in a heartbeat. What I grapple with is giving up the pension, which will amount to around $50,000 a year. Oh, wow. If I stay another six, at which time I'll be a 43 years old, he'll still be a baby. I realize that I'm very fortunate to have this option available to me. However, my position is in a section of law enforcement. I called it. Did I not call it, Hattie? Yeah, you said FBI. Law enforcement. I think he's FBI. I think he's FBI. Federal law enforcement. Yeah, it has to be. Or he could be a federal marshal. Oh, what if he's an What if he's like riding in the Ah! air all the time? (laughs) Either way, it's pretty cool. Would you rather be if you could be. There was a movie with Liam Neeson and he was an air marshal. Yeah, it was a weird movie, though. That was He was like, uh, had a problem with alcohol and his daughter died or something. Or something, yeah. I have no idea. We probably Maybe just that was based somebody. on this guy. <laughs> no, Maybe I don't Maybe that's think who so. this is. Like the real life. Maybe. Anyway, would you rather be Hattie FBI or federal marshal? Not air marshal, but just federal, a federal marshal. That's who's um, in that movie you kept telling me you want to see. Uh, the, the show. The Fugitive. Well, yes, and also the TV show. Future. Sh- well, also the TV show Justified. He's a marshal, I believe. <laughs> now I can't remember. <laughs> um, I think FBI or federal uh, marshal is the okay. Well, there's no jurisdiction change between the two. No, I don't think so. Uh, one is more investigative, and the other is just kind of enforcement. I like a challenge. I do investigation. So FBI. FBI? Yeah. Uh, Mulder and Scully were FBI. Yeah. So he's in a section of law enforcement. And quite frankly, I can't take for granted that I'll make it out alive. What? Oh my gosh. Or without suffering a disabling injury in six years, the way things are going. I'm in a busy metropolitan area, so it's busy and dangerous. He's got to be FBI. Unless he's... 
You don't think he's just a, you know, he's federal. No, That's federal. what he said. He's fake government. Is Unless, he no, wait a minute. Is Hang on a second. Hang on what? a second. He says, I'm a government employee. To me, that meant federal government, but he doesn't say that. Right. He could be a cop, too. I was going to say that that, that might now, be... Now, if you could be FBI or a cop, which would you be? Well, FBI. Uh, I would. Uh, well, what if he's a cop? Now, you just insulted him. I think he's a cop. I think he's a cop, too. I'm going to say a cop. What if he's listening to this right now in like a squad car? Oh. How cool is that? Like, there's a cop listening to this and his squad... What if he's... Can what we if go he's for a ride in the squad car? What if he's not? What if he's, like, uh, what if he's like a uh, plainclothes detective? And he's like, right now, did, why he listens? Hold on. No, no, no. I just figured this out. <laughs> he's a plainclothes detective. And the reason he listens to these shows is because he's doing stakeouts all the time. And he has right, nothing else to do. He's in his car <gasps> and he's just got to sit there looking through the binoculars or whatever. And he's watching pulling that. a Dan Benjamin with the one earphone going up. Right. Yeah. And he's just, all he's doing right now, he's got the earphone in. He's got his little thermos with the coffee, maybe some whiskey, and he's <laughs> he's sitting there. He's eating his he's eating his sandwich. It's late. It's like two a.m. right now. He's sitting there eating his and sandwich. And it's not a two bread sandwich. It's one bread folded. Yeah, and he's just watching that door. He's just watching that door, and he's he listening to us. You see, <sighs> that's what he does. I'm in a busy metropolitan area, my dream. so it's busy and dangerous. So evaluating the risk-reward becomes increasingly difficult if- as I find less and less enjoyment in doing the job and desire to move on and do something with my life that I'm passionate for grows and grows. On a side note, if I leave prior to 20 years, I do take all of my contributions to the pension system plus interest with me in addition to a modest 401k. What were you going to say, Hattie? Because there's more to this email. Well, I was going to say, like, what if he's like a Carrie Matheson type? I don't think anything he said sounds like Carrie Matt. She's over. She's CIA over. Oh, in the, she's CIA and like Langley and all that, whatever. No, I get. Listen, I will tell you one thing. There is not a single person in the CIA listening to this show. Guaranteed. No. Yeah. No one cares. No one in the CIA. No one in the NSA. FBI. Yes. Cops. <laughs> Why? Yes. Because oh, you're saying just not listening to us for not, a reason, but like listening for enjoyment. Right. Okay. <laughs> oh, I guarantee you the NSA is listening to everything okay. I say. <laughs> They've been taping all of my calls for years. But people would be so disappointed with all of my calls if they were listening. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you want to be off their radar anyway. But I'm imagine right now, like, do you think? I agree with he, your, you. Think I think he, it's like, cop. I think he probably, uh, but probably something is, higher up than a cop. I don't know what that is. I don't know the. Well, but yeah, but here's what he says. He says he's worried he's going might not make it out alive. He I said. know that. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so he's on the street. You know what I'm saying? Right, like the line of fire. Maybe line he's of duty. like deep cover. Um, what if uh, he's like, uh, like an a, undercover, like an undercover federal agent? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like a Stan Beeman. Yeah, like from uh, from uh, the Americans. Yes, but he was in a deep cover. Deep cover operation. What about uh, that movie Donnie Brasco? Did you see Donnie Brasco? No, you haven't seen. <laughs> you haven't seen Donnie no. Brasco. No, and I just watched Castaway for the first time the other day. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, I think he's a Donnie Brasco. He's penetrating into like a mafia family or a crime organization or something like that. He's in deep cover. Okay, where like you don't just like you don't just like, well, I'm walking around in a regular shirt and like uh, hanging out at a bar. He's like has a different a 
a whole different personality that he puts on like a suit of clothes. And what you see what I'm saying? And yeah. he's like he's like an Italian mafiosa type, or maybe he's like a gangster of some other kind. Maybe he's like penetrating a, a like a drug ring or something. Oh yeah. And he's like one of them mm. and, and and they have no idea that he's just he's just biding his time. He's just waiting for that last piece of evidence to drop before he cracks down. But he can't let anybody else find no, out. No, he'd be killed. I know. What would happen to his wife and kids? This is like a movie. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. His life is like a movie. All right. It continues. Now, obviously, my ability to leave this position will hinge upon the amount of interest in my work and the clients and projects I can drum up. Until now, I haven't gone full steam ahead with a marketing plan to get my work out and seen. However, I'm getting ready to do just that. And being that there aren't many folks doing this kind of work in my geographic area, there's a chance demand would be pretty good. So he's he's... He's ready, Hattie, to start saying like, you know, I'm doing this furniture thing. So here he says, I guess my question in a way is, am I totally nuts to consider not sticking out the last six years for going the pension and following my passion of the opportunity presents uh, of the opportunity presents itself. My plan is to pursue this on the side, and if it reaches the point that the incoming interest in my work is too great to do part time, then I'll have to make a decision. I'm struggling because it's very difficult to think about passing on the service pension, yet heartbreaking to think about passing on my following my tr- of my true passion if given the chance. So uh, he's about to close it out. So let me let me close it okay. out. I'm sorry this is so long. And I haven't, uh, and I hope I haven't made it overly confusing. Not at all. Also, feel free to just send me an email. I'm not sending you an email. I'm answering right here. <laughs> and we're also fantasizing about your life. So <laughs> I don't know. Fantasizing is where you make something up that's not true. I think we've nailed it. That's true. That's true. We're and, IDing uh, it. So thanks again, Dan. Just to Dan, not Hattie. Take care. Oh, right. Jay. Sorry. <laughs> so keep quiet. Um, also, the fact that he has to like make this choice is also very movie esque. Mm-hmm. Because like, what if he's that like? What if he's at, like five years and then something happens to him? That's and he what did I'm it right. all. Like, oh my gosh! Now the wife and kids, I think, still get your pension if you okay, are killed in line still, of duty. But still, that's it's very dramatic. He lives a very dramatic life, I will say. Well, here's here's something that that I'm thinking about. And that is, you know, I think that anybody who puts their life at risk on for, the daily, on a daily basis for the greater good should be commended. Uh, I think I our police officers, FBI agents, uh, I mean, anybody in this kind of work, fire uh, people, I mean, everything. It's like, that's a huge thing that they're doing for all oh, of yeah. us. So he, he should be thanked. I think. Thank you. Uh, Oh, he was. T- he wrote the email sorry, to right. me, though. It, it wasn't to you, right? So I would like to thank him, not you. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so th- you know, thanks to all of you who are doing this. I would not want to suggest, dude. You got to get out of there. Like you're risking your life. Like you, that's dumb. Don't do that. Like I would never say that because without people doing this job, we'd all be in trouble. Right. But I think there comes a time also, wife, two kids, not your passion. Right. Where, yeah, thinking about this is something. And 50K a year, I think forever from now on or yeah, something. Yeah, that's, and think of how that could help your future business too. Oh, I know. 
Oh, I don't know. And making, making some, getting to do something that is your passion that you get to do every day. That's super important. I, I'm going to make some assumptions. I'm going to assume that his job is pretty stressful. I'm going to yeah. assume that, that he's unhappy. Hence, hence the the manual labor and release of stress right. of making furniture and producing something. Like I, I think that he yearns for that. Yeah, I think so too. And I mean, that's a lot of money to give up. It's a lot of money to give up, and yeah. it's part of the reward for having that putting for yourself putting your at, life, right. on the line. Yeah, right. And being that stressed out every day. <laughs> but that's not good for your health either. No. You know, I mean. And six years is not a short amount of time. No, it is not. Hmm. I mean, I don't know. I like what what his current plan is, is start doing these things, start putting them out there, do it in your spare time, start building it up and, and seeing what happens. I agree. I mean, that is what absolutely I would tell him to do, regardless of whether he was in law enforcement or not. I definitely think that he should... Uh, that he should start doing this on the side and start treating it like a business. Something I've said a lot, sometimes the things that you're passionate about that you want to do all the time uh, are, are different in that they're wonderful as an outlet and as a hobby, but once you start doing them for a living... They lose a little bit of that magic. Right, sometimes. Not always. Right, not always. But sometimes when you're given the opportunity to actually do that thing that you love, you realize, oh man... I loved doing this when it wasn't for money, but now that it is, I don't love it anymore, or it has become just work or something like that. I'm not saying that will be the case here. In fact, I feel like it's not the case. I feel like in this situation, he he is, uh, he is probably on the right track with knowing that he is going to like this. But I think that's the right way to start it up. Start doing it and allow the demand to be there find out if that demand is there start putting these things out there start creating this furniture and do this business and put it out there and start selling the stuff and maybe it's the kind of stuff you can sell on etsy maybe it's the kind of stuff you can make a squarespace site and and ship to people or promote your work or whatever i think all of these things are possible and getting your your work out there and and starting to make money doing it it you might become so successful because you love it that that 50K will be a drop in the bucket compared to what you will make by doing this. And if you're feeling like you don't want to be putting your life out there on the line anymore and you want to do something else that's passionate, then decide that you're going to do it and say, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. But I'm not going to do it until the amount of money that I make is equal to what I'm making now plus X. Or it looks like it's going to get to that point pretty soon because then you'll look at that 50K and you won't say, I'm giving up 50K to do this, which still might be worth it. But instead, you'll say, I'm actually not giving up any money at all and I get to do this thing that I like. But you can't look at it from that perspective of I'm making, you know, I'm making 70K a year or 100K a year making furniture, but I gave up that extra 50. You just, you can't live like that. You've got to you've got to allow yourself to do what you what you like and and that will keep you feeling young and you'll live longer and you'll have fewer illnesses right. and you'll be healthier. Donnie Brasco. I hope that helped. I know, I hope it did too. Jay out there. Tell us if we were right. Yeah. Wait, you said he messaged you on Instagram? Yeah, he went hit me up on Instagram too. 
See if he has a bunch of cop pictures. <laughs> I'm already looking. <laughs> See, this is my detective work. <laughs> yeah, you should have been a cop. I just should have been someone creepy that investigates things. All right, hold on. I'm looking at this. You've seen my skills at work. I can literally find anything on the internet. <laughs> I'm going to have to do this after this. I have okay. a lot of messages in here. I didn't oh. Know <laughs> I think this is, this could be him. He's probably not like wearing an FBI badge or something in his Instagram. Well, and I'll do this after this. I don't want to waste okay. this time on the show, but I'll we'll dig in. We're creeping on you, so. Yeah. <laughs> totally going to creep on him. I, I'm a professional creep. Nope, there he is right there. Got it. <laughs> no, hold on. No, account is private. What is the picture of? I don't know. You have better eyesight than me. What is that? It looks like a light cycle. On oh, is it a clamp on two pieces of wood? Like, is he making a furniture in that I don't picture? Know what that is. I don't know. I can't tell. It's My, not his face. No, it's <laughs> Whatever not his face. it is. He's got 12 followers and the account is private. I'm going to hit follow on there. So now it's requested. Maybe he'll let me see some of his cop pictures. <laughs> or FBI pictures. Yeah, Donnie Brasco. It's like a selfie and he's like undercover. Hashtag undercover. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. That's all we got. But I would love to hear your Amazon questions. Amazon S3. Oh, I'm going to have to do I'll okay. have to do a next show. I'll have to do a next show. But anyway, Whew. you can go to 5by5.tv slash contacts and please send me your emails. This is great. I love I love talking to listeners and talking about them like this. So send send the emails in and we'll get to yours on the show. You can also uh, email Hattie uh, suggestions for what we should name that that room. Uh, Te- at, well, tweet me, but tweet her. At, I have enough email. At Hattie Bird, H-A-D-D-I-E Bird. On Twitter, I'm at Dan Benjamin. On Twitter, we thank you so much for listening. Thanks to Squarespace for sponsoring the show. And, uh, of course, if you're interested in starting a podcast, please consider using our podcast hosting and analytics service, Fireside. Fireside Fireside.fm. And uh, there's a coupon code QUIT. We'll get you 20% off your first three months because you listen to this show. So go check out Fireside.fm. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. And we will see you again next week.